Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Billboard Sharpie Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson, Billboard Chart Manager. And it's Gary Trust, Senior Chart Director at Billboard. These are the worst Halloween costumes, uh, vocally, ever. Yeah, well... Um, Halloween's over. Should we move on? No, no. If I'm Gary, we're going to say, uh, this is where we find out why what's on the charts is on the charts. And we got a good one coming up for you today. World Series, Trevor. I don't want to brag, but my Red Sox did it. They, uh, did you watch the game at all? I, I want to be me again so I can be happy about the World Series. Yeah, because this is fine because I don't care about it. Yeah. Sale winds. He fires. Swing and a miss. Strike three. It's over. The Red Sox have won the World Championship. The Boston Red Sox beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 5-1. to one. They win the World Series four games to one. And the Red Sox become the first team in the 21st century with four world championships. Can you believe it? All right, so Gary's uh, Boston Red Sox won the World Series, which apparently is the top item on this podcast today. Well, we were talking about it last week, and uh, Desiree, our intern last week, had not even heard of the World Series. Nicole, our intern this week, have you at least heard of the World Series? Yeah, I'm from Texas, so I watched the Rangers. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, Red Sox, World Series champions. We were talking last week how younger people just maybe don't watch baseball as much, and and uh, I actually stuck for, out. For the record, that was not the main subject of the podcast. That's true. We didn't hear. But uh, I, I wound up watching game uh, three. It was Friday night into Saturday morning. It was a record seven hours and 20 minutes long. And I stayed up for the whole thing until 3.30 in the morning, and the Red Sox lost. Damn. But, I, but I was, it's okay. It all worked out. That was that was the 1L. Yeah, but I was in such a bad mood on Saturday because you spend seven hours, and, and you lose, and you don't. You think at that point everything's uh, switched. And uh, so even trying to tell myself, it doesn't make any sense. to Like, you start thinking, why do you why do you put so much emotion into this? And it, it isn't long. It makes no, even when they won, and I was all excited, it doesn't even make any sense why you're excited other than it just sort of ingrained in years of, of watching. So it's, it's emotion, so... Just enjoy it. Well, one place where your emotion definitely is not wasted is if you are a chart fan, a music fan on these Billboard charts. And this is a place where we love, cherish, and respect every fan of the Billboard charts. Should we make this a seven-hour and 20-minute podcast? 
Um, we okay. Well, it, well, <laughs> the intern is saying the memory card is not going to last that long, so I don't believe we have that choice. All right, uh, lots happening this week on the Billboard Hot 100 and the Billboard 200 album chart. Some number ones on other charts we're going to talk about. Uh, also, our special guest. Allie Reed, program director of Fly 92.3, uh, just up the road in Albany. Going to talk uh, ballads. Lady Gaga, Camila Cabello, both. He have said hit. up the road. It's a long drive. It is technically up the road. You go north to get there. Yeah, it's a long road. It's a long road. Uh, I mean, in that case, you know, Florida's just down the road. <laughs> uh, Lady Gaga, Camila Cabello, having hits right now on Top 40 Radio with ballads, which is a little atypical for Top 40. So uh, we're going to talk to Ali about that and uh, see if uh, ballads still have a place on pop radio uh, in 2018. So that's coming up right now, this week's Top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Oh, baby, tell me why you Number 10. At number one for Maroon 5, that is the song Girls Like You featuring our friend Cardi B, who, for the record, is in a huge tussle and a fight with Nicki Minaj. Not physical fight, but at least a verbal fight. If you have not seen what's going on with them, make sure you check that out. That's a great piece of music news for the week. I thought that was done. It just sort of keeps coming back. It was done. And then, you know, there was an episode of Queen Radio, Nicki's uh, Beats One show that came out earlier this week that seemed to dive back into at least... Some of the backgrounds of what happened and setting it all up. And, of course, that got Cardi inflamed once again. So she responded. And apparently now this it's back on. The beef is back on. So what is it? 
trace to? I'm not fully up on the it beef traces to, or at all. To, uh, I mean, it kind of traces to a lot. I mean, more. You know, there's of course there's always going to be competition between them because you know they're basically the two top dog female rappers. And then there's uh, you know people saying, at least Nikki saying that Cardi apparently had asked her to be on Bartigate Cardi, and then had been trying to some of the artists that they both had worked with in that that window. Supposedly, Cardi trying to get people not to not to appear in videos and not you know be associated with Nikki, so they can you know focus with their Cardi associations. So it you know, and then there's more. I mean, even more than just that. And then of course the fight that actually happened. You know, at the um, yeah. So it's just it's just a mess. But that's probably the big. So in addition to being number one this week, that is also some big Cardi B news happening right there. She hasn't pulled out the I have a number one. On the Hot 100, and you don't have. I don't think yeah, Cardi really doesn't have to. She's I mean, it's, that? you know, Cardi has uh, never really been one to pull that card off, and I mean, her fans, you know, they know how to pull it, so that is their number one go-to. So, uh, I guess at least a good mention for Billboard in in that sense. Uh, so yeah, number one on the radio songs chart as well for a 14th week. It's now within four weeks of the record for longest run ever at number one on that chart, which started in 1990. So uh, Goo Goo Dolls' Iris, 18 weeks at number one back in the 90s. So uh, yeah, we've got uh, a month to see if it'll uh, get uh, that close or uh, break the record. But uh, getting to uh, historic numbers for Girls Like You. All right, so last week we saw the song ZZ with... Kodak Black, Travis Scott, Offset debut at number two, unable to take out Maroon 5. This week, Travis Scott tries again, falls just a little bit short. It was actually really close the last two weeks. Maroon 5 just hung on over both songs by really close margins. So it might look like it's uh, just rolling along, but uh, pretty tight uh, battles last couple weeks. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Travis comes up a little bit short this week with the song Sicko Mode which really rallies after its music video came out on October 19th. Yeah, it had the big uh, streaming gain this week from the video, so it won't benefit from that first week of the new video next week. But yeah, not going away. Airplay is building. So uh, really tight uh, throughout the top three uh, on the Hot 100 with uh, Juice World as well. So we'll see what happens uh, next week. Uh, right below that, you heard at number four, Marshmello and Bastille with Happier. That's uh, really gaining as well. It's been the uh, top airplay gainer for five straight weeks and only that Girls Like You and before that, Drake's In My Feelings have done that this year. So uh, in terms of uh, songs that have just kept gaining that big radio for uh, that long. And besides Drake, probably the biggest hip-hop act this year, Post Malone, back in the top 10 with the song Sunflower alongside Sway Lee of Ray Shrimmerd. That song debuts at number nine. It's the lead single from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, an animated version of Spider-Man that'll be coming out in theaters this December, so uh, kind of an animated retelling of Spider-Man, not the one that we've seen in the past couple of years, the live-action films. So a nice new take on it. It'll be kind of cool to see, set in New York City. If you have not seen some of the Marvel films in the past couple of months, they really do a good job of like setting like everything is specific in New York City. The trains look the same, like even the little details, like on the bus routes I saw, it looks pretty tight. Top ten from the Spider-Man franchise that hasn't happened since 2002. Remember this song. Chad Kroger of Nickelback with Josie Scott, Hero. And they say that a hero can save us. I'm not gonna stand here wait. I'll hold on to the wings of the eagles. Watch as we all fly away. 
kind of neat when you look at the sound of the moments. Like, you know, back in 2002, Nickelback would have been for sure, you know, right there at the top of the game. Yeah. That was a time when, you know, sort of Avril was coming out as well. So that kind of in this the pop rock kind of phase, that was the sound. Flash forward to 2018, melodic hip-hop in particular running the game. Who better than Post Malone and Sway Lee? Is uh, November a bad time to do gardening? Um, I don't like where this is going already. <laughs> yeah, probably. Let's so get out our watering can. Do a little uh, flower-based gardening. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I kind of avoided Spider-Man web puns, but uh, flowers. So Sunflower is in the top 10. It's uh, one of a handful of flower-titled Hot 100 hits over the years. Should we look at the others? You don't have a choice, Trevor. I was going to say, I, it doesn't matter. Oh, actually, Gary, I don't want to. Oh, here we are. We're going to do it. So this is the eighth Hot 100 top 10 ever with Flower in its title, and it's tied with one other one that got to number nine back in 1973. Here's Skylark with Wildflower. Both number nine hits, uh, Skylark and uh, Post Malone and Sway Lee, uh, going way back to 1959, Chris Barber's Jazz Band uh, had a song called Petite Fleur, Little Flower. Gary, I didn't know you were a francophone. It didn't sound like I was. So uh, that peaked at number five in 1959. A couple number four hits, 1967 for Scott McKenzie, San Francisco, be sure to wear flowers in your hair. say that I'm familiar with it. Uh, going back to, uh, then you won't know this one either, 1966, the Statler Brothers, country, Flowers on the Wall, number four. I keep hearing you're concerned about my happiness, but all that thought you're giving me is conscience, I guess. If I were walking in your shoes, I wouldn't worry none. While you and your friends are worried about me, I'm having lots of fun. Counting flowers on the wall that don't bother me at all. You're shaking your head during all this. This is correct. Like, oh, this is okay. This is a new song I have not heard before. Uh, the whole reason basically I'm doing this is to play a clip of this song by Roxette from 1991, number two hit, Fading Like a Flower, Every Time You Leave. Every time you leave. One other song actually got to number one for two weeks. Barbara Streisand, Neil Diamond, 40 years ago. This point went to number one, late 1978. And uh, hey, 
like that, and I got five new songs to add to the playlist. Elsewhere uh, on the Hot 100, mentioned Cardi B. So her new song, Money, and we were saying last week on the podcast that she might uh, really challenge for a high debut, but partial week, uh, Money debuts number 54. Yeah, you have to think the song is going to jump up next week after its first full week. There is no official video out yet, though apparently that is supposed to be on the way pretty soon. Also, let's keep an eye on the other Cardi B song climbing up the charts, Taki Taki with Ozuna, Selena Gomez, DJ Snake. That song number 11 on the Hot 100 this week, so Cardi B already number one this week is knocking on the door of the top 10 once again. So that 2018 Cardi reign is just not letting up. Just want to kiss and make up one last time. Touch me like you touch nobody. Put your hands all up on me. Also on the Hot 100, interesting debut at number 93, Dua Lipa and Blackpink debut with Kiss and Make Up. So we've talked a lot about uh, BTS and how they're uh, just uh, basically running uh, K-pop with all the hits they've had, but Blackpink's doing really well. It's actually, in some ways, a record-setting hit. They become the first uh, K-pop girl group to hit the Hot 100 twice. They were on the chart earlier this year, but uh, Wonder Girls back in 2009 had one hit. So uh, Blackpink, first girl group in K-pop to be on the Hot 100 twice. Well, it also kind of continues that sort of East-West fusion, if you want to call it that. We saw with BTS in particular, you know, they had a hit with Designer. They've collaborated with Steve Aoki a couple of times. So now with Dua Lipa, you know, we're seeing that same kind of fusion happen um, for the women as well. So pretty neat. Wasted on me, wasted on me. Tell me when you're wasted on me, wasted on me. Funny you should mention uh, Steve Aoki at BTS, uh, just beyond the Hot 100, uh, Wasted on Me debuts the Dance Electronic Songs chart at number 11. And uh, yeah, from uh, Steve Aoki's uh, new album and uh, BTS, trying to do something different. This is actually their first entry ever on the Hot Dance Electronic Songs chart. So for all the success they've had, uh, new territory this week, BTS on the dance chart. Well, I know I had it all on the line But don't just sit with folded hands and become blind Cause even when there is no star in sight You'll always be my only guiding light And uh, one other chart that I wanted to uh, point out this week, new number one, Mumford & Sons' Guiding Light hits number one on the Adult Alternative Songs chart. It's their fifth number one. Their first was I Will Wait back in 2012. And uh, I'm sure people think, yeah, they're they're huge at that format. Uh, They are. That uh, five number ones since 2012 uh, when they first hit number one uh, that September. It's the most of any act. So uh, we sort of hit that point in 2012, 13, 14, when a lot of pop radio really took some of that uh, that stomp and clap folk sound. The Lumineers were really big. Uh, kind of had a 
not the longest uh, shelf life at pop radio, but continues to do really well at uh, AAA. And Mumford & Sons doing really well. Changed their sound a little bit, too. They've uh, gone beyond that. Uh, their last album was a little more uh, more traditionally alternative. But, uh, yeah, still doing really well on adult alternative songs. Also want to give a shout-out to uh, our friend LMA, number one on the R&B hip-hop airplay chart with the song Trip, which uh, hits number one less than a month after her song Boot Up ended a an unprecedented 16 weeks at number one that's the longest any song by a woman had been number one on that chart so already in her first year 17 weeks overall at number one on r&b hip-hop airplay that actually has not happened uh for a woman since 2004 alicia keys was the last artist to get that many in one calendar year and you go back two years before that 2002 was the last time really in any artist's debut year that they had been that massive so i think it's one of those stories that you know, at the top of the year, in particular, you kind of looked at the state of R&B was, was really in flux. I mean, hip-hop was really just dominating all of the urban market. And then, you know, out of nowhere, Boot Up comes out and becomes, I think, such a massive radio hit that I don't think anybody particularly saw coming. And not only that, but to back it up now with Trip. So this much success right out of the gate really puts LMA in contention to be maybe one of R&B's biggest new stars for the next decade. You know, Boot Up uh, made some inroads at Top 40 Radio, maybe not quite as big as uh, maybe it could have. But uh, Trip, I feel like it sounds like that could be a pop crossover as well. Maybe maybe it takes a couple more listens for a pop audience, but it seems like that could work too. Well, I think maybe that she's got some footing. You know, she's not a brand, brand new artist. Yeah. Boot Up was a legitimate hit. Maybe that'll help ease the crossover. All right, talking uh, Top 40 Radio, let's uh, go right to the source. Allie Reed, Program Director of Fly 92.3 in Albany, talking all things Top 40 right now, but uh, specifically uh, a couple songs that are just kind of stood out to me as to uh, how they're both doing well at the same time uh, because they're ballads. Uh, Camila Cabello's Consequences, Rising on the Pop Songs chart, and now uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's Shallow debuts this week on the chart. So we know it's uh, gotten up to number five on the Hot 100 based on streaming, airplay, and sales. But radio really kicking in now. It's doing well uh, at adult radio, but now pop radio uh, joining in as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a format traditionally known for tempo. So uh, can these songs still work? Does it uh, bring Top 40 to a standstill? Or if this is what people like, that's what Top 40 is going to play. Uh, let's find out from, again, Allie Reed, our guest, program director of Fly 92.3 up in Albany on the Billboard Chartbeat Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
To tell the truth, loving you was young and wild and free. Loving you was cool and high and sweet. Loving you was sunshine, safe and sound, a steady place to let down my defenses. But loving you had consequences. Allie Reed from Fly ninety two point three. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. All right, so we're talking uh, ballads on Top 40 Radio, and we reached out to you, and you actually said you were, you were having this exact same conversation uh, at the station. Yeah, we had been talking about it because, you know, the pop right now, there's a lot. Um, and it, it's been a minute since we've had so many. And, you know, it's interesting to kind of see how well they're going to perform. I personally, I, I think it's great when there's more ballads. They're, they have a real personal connection to people. And, you know, for the ones that I hope we're going to talk about today, I think that they're hopefully going to really cut through. Yeah, I feel like uh, I'm going to date myself here probably more than, than anyone else uh, on this call. But it feels like growing up, there were always ballads in the mix at a really high level in the 80s and 90s. Or, you know, Phil Collins, Brian Adams, all that stuff. And it feels like now... Yes, Trevor, I'm, I'm going back that far as you <laughs> roll your eyes at me. But it feels like now it's kind of a special occasion, uh, like Ed Sheeran, perfect. When one uh, cuts through and becomes that big, it just kind of seems like uh, they're, they're once in a while as opposed to uh, fully a part of the mix like maybe they used to be. Yeah, when I think back, you know, I've been with Sly for about seven years now, and I think back to things like Passenger Let Her Go and A Griefing World Say Something, which weren't gigantic pop hits, but definitely kind of were a really interesting mix with what we were playing. And I agree with you. I don't think there are as many, and I think this is a really interesting time because there are several right now um, available and that seem to be performing well, not only, you know, nationally, but globally. All right, so uh, what's working well uh, right now, uh, Ballads at Fly? Right now, you know, we kind of, the one that's really blowing up for us, Dean Lewis, Be All Right. And my friend said, I know you love her, but it's over, mate. It doesn't matter, put the phone away. It's never easy to walk away, let her go. To look back at all the messages you'd sent. I think we've only been on for not quite a month now, um, but it's really cutting through. I think songs, you know, lyrically, there's so many songs that you could probably take, turn it into a ballad, and it's going to be great. Um, even current songs right now that aren't ballads. But I think this one, because it has such a personal message, and it's about a breakup, and everybody loves a breakup song, um, you know, it, it, I think that personal connection really resonates with people. I think the song is, is great on its own, but I think it also benefits, uh, again, not comparing, but to a lot of listeners, they might even, if they don't think it's Ed Sheeran, at the very least, it sounds a lot like Ed Sheeran and perfect, and that, that probably helps his case. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the first time I kind of caught it, I started to see it kind of sneak up a little bit, um, you know, in, in local metrics, and I was like, what is, like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. And it, it sonically, I think, sounds great. It complements, you know, when you're trying to program a perfect kind of three-song snapshot, and there's so much rhythm right now, there's so much alt right now, and, you know, there's dance, and then there's, you know, this song that kind of really stands well on its own. Okay, now some people have thrown out uh, the argument, especially in the past couple of years, that there might be some sociological reasons why people are gravitating towards uh, slower songs. I think Taylor Swift is a great example of of what happened 
She had look, look What You Made Me Do. She had Ready For It, kind of some bigger songs that, that did well, but it was really delicate, which was a much more yeah. sort of low-key, kind of almost whimsical kind of song that really was the big pop hit from the album. Maybe whimsical. Okay, Gary's looking at me like whimsical is <laughs> maybe not quite the right word, but there's <laughs> something a little more uh, light, airy kind of to it. Do you think that um, that that you know all the political climate and all those kind of things – translate into what people want to hear in top 40 these days? I think absolutely. I mean, this is no matter where you stand, it's a really tumultuous time for so many reasons. And I think, you know, for some people who look at radio as like a respite from the day, and some of these songs are very comforting. So I absolutely agree that there could be 100% some some social elements that kind of have people pulling and really feeling these songs in a very special way. What's kind of interesting about Dean Lewis is he's a new artist, and I'm wondering maybe it's a little bit tougher for a new artist to break through with a ballad, whereas a little different with a couple other songs we're going to ask you about, uh, Camila and Lady Gaga. They've been yeah. established. We know what we're going to get. So uh, if they do something a little bit different, we're maybe more open. But uh, I would think it might be tougher in some ways to break through uh, with a ballad at Top 40. I mean, I, I would, I definitely see both sides of that, where, yeah, brand new artists, something coming new, you would think it would be kind of a more traditional, hey, here's pop, upbeat, something. But we have so much of that right now that I think that this is just the kind of perfect combination of timing. Um, And, you know, there's so many different formats that it's really accessible on, whether it be Top 40 or Hot AC um, or AC. You know, it's something that really, I think, just really cuts through a, a lot of the music where if you're balancing it correctly, I mean, that's important. Um, it's going to be a great sound. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about that yeah. earlier, and I was thinking kind of that this this could parallel, um, I think, James Arthur when he had his breakthrough in the U.S. Right. with Say You Won't Let Go, like, um, maybe about a year and a half, two two years maybe? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, has it been that long? Wow. Um, but like it kind of, I was thinking, well, maybe it is easier to, to break through at maybe at this time of year. And in particular, um, I mean, maybe as a guy, that's also a great way to, to break through in a sense where, you know, we saw that cheer in a couple of years ago, kind of follow that same route and maybe that gets you some more critical acclaim. So that kind of helps. Um, but uh, yeah, I was, I was thinking that same point about, well, maybe, maybe ballads, because they're so different and yeah. to your point standing out that you don't hear a lot of them maybe that is the uh a, a, a sort of an underrepresented way to uh, get your mark in a top 40 it could be you know there's so many talented artists right now and again not you know discriminating against them but when you have 10 artists who essentially sonically kind of sound the same and you don't want to play 10 of the same songs i mean when you hear something and then you start to see the metrics on it, you can't really argue that it's, you know, how do you not play it? I guess is, is, is kind of what I stand when I look at that of, you know, for anybody who's like, well, it doesn't really fit a top 40. Well, why not? You know, it, it, it can. We're not one specific sound. Um, and if it's, again, being scheduled correctly, it's going to sound fantastic. And your listeners are going to love it. I mean, it's, I totally agree with the comfort aspect, and, and I think it's a great way to cut through. So kind of on that that vein about, you know, a, a mix of sounds at Top 40, one of the big questions, particularly on this podcast that we've had in the past couple of months, maybe even years, is the place of hip hop in Top 40. Because, yeah. you know, now more than ever, you can see on Spotify or on Apple Music or wherever that, you know, these are the songs the kids like. This is, These are just, you can see specific numbers on just how big they are. Oh, yeah. I imagine, you know, 
what was the conversation like, you know, inside your station when it comes to grappling with whether to play some of these hip hop songs on top 40 or what hip hop songs you think can fit onto your station? I think, again, you know, giving it giving a song time to grow, whether it's, you know, coming from an urban station or coming from a rhythmic station, we pretty much, if it's out there and we think it's the station, then we're going to play it. Um, we got a little upside down over the summer on the station because I kind of was a little more aggressive um, with some alternative songs. So whether it was the Juice World or, you know, the Tyga or Travis Scott, you know, those are all songs, but it's just making sure I think that you're, that you're, playing them ultimately you know i have a 16 year old son and he's just constantly like why are you playing this why are you playing this why are you playing this i'm like i'm getting there i'm like i'm getting there i promise i promise um you know and i think it's just you know these songs everywhere whether you're pulling it up shazam local sales spotify whatever i mean we're so lucky to have all this information it makes you really want to add 20 more slots of currents to your playlist to be completely honest you know i think it's again it's about making sure it's you've got the balance, the balance of hip-hop, the balance of dance, which is everywhere. Um, alternative, it's just making sure that you're hitting what your listeners want to hear. I still see your shadows in my room. Can't take back the love that I gave you. It's to the point why I love and I hate you. And I cannot change you, so I must replace you. Oh, easier said than done. I thought you were the one listening to my heart instead of my head. You found another one, but I am the best. Surprised at how well some of these songs have done. I mean, looking at your playlist, I see Juice World uh, basically on the cusp of the top ten. I mean, I think a lot of, yeah. when a lot of people heard that song for the first time, they probably didn't know what to do with it. They probably thought it was, you know, just some fad. Hopefully, he'll go away. But I mean, the response from your station has been great. Yeah, and I think Top Forty in general. You know, that's a song that in the next week or so should probably be a power for us. So it'll be kind of moving to that top five. Um, you know, there's. There's no, I, there's again, no one sound. And I, I get excited when I am seeing, you know, songs that maybe even five years ago, we weren't seeing move up the charts as quickly. I'm so, I'm so happy to see Juice World performing well. You know, I'm so excited to see so many songs and so many genres and so many sounds performing that it's not kind of just the one same thing. You know, you kind of keep hearing pop is in trouble, pop is in trouble. You know, it doesn't know itself. It doesn't really understand what it's supposed to do. But I think that this year, uh, pop radio, in my opinion, has really kind of started to be more relevant and really trying to be more in tune with what listeners want to hear. Um, you know, it's again, it's not what the PD wants to hear. It's not what the music director wants to hear. It's not what the record label tells you you want. It's what, knowing what your listeners want. Trevor and I were talking about uh, Juice World a while back, Allie, and I said, gee, I wonder if uh, Sting, having originally written uh, what is uh, the song, Shape of My Heart, I said, oh, I bet programmers are thinking, yeah, it's got Sting on there. That, that'll that help it on Top 40. I'm beginning to think that I, I might not have been right on that. <laughs> there's a lot of different, who is it? I was just listening. I can't remember what it was. But there's a lot of different collaborations right now um, from rhythm and, you know, different artists that you would not really typically hear in pop. Sting maybe one. But there's a lot of different collaborations right now um, that, you know, I think will work. And some, I don't know if the Sting one would have worked. I think these were fine on its own, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, a couple ballads specifically we're just talking about as well. Uh, 
Camila consequences. We're talking about all these different sounds. It's almost like she's on microcosm for top 40 where uh, Havana is one sound and uh, other stuff she's done. And now we're seeing a completely different side uh, with consequences. Yeah, I think it's kind of great to see this evolution of Camila because, you know, obviously getting to know her with Fifth Harmony and then with the super success of Havana and, you know, never be the same. You know, this is this is exciting to see as the next single. Um, you know, it's uh, it's again, it's a different sound. Um, but I think for people who are like, well, it's too slow. I don't know if I get it. It's just a different sound. That's all. You know, there's very few artists. Maybe they're presented to us that way. There's very few artists, I think, that want to have one specific sound completely, you know, and I think that the range that we get from Consequences is great. It sounds awesome. Yeah, I think part of that is uh, the way artists have grown up now in in, uh, this generation more with uh, so many more uh, avenues at their disposal, whether it's uh, iTunes or Spotify or just uh, it's more in their hands than ever before that maybe they're exposed to more sounds than they were in the past. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you've got literally every genre from every country everywhere at your fingertips at any given time, you know, on your phone, wherever you go. So, you know, I think it's it's your I think we're going to hopefully see a greater representation on top 40 of different sounds from artists we know or new artists. And one of those new artists, Bradley Cooper. What, what do you think? What do you think of his voice <laughs> when you hear it on the radio? It's so weird to me. Like when I when I put it into the system, I was like, I'm typing Bradley Cooper into an artist <laughs> category. That's weird. I, you know, again, I think it's I think it's it's a huge it's a huge song. Not only because of the movie, um, you've got Lady Gaga, who I know I, I've spoken with you before about. You know, she's she's one of the huge stars of the format, and maybe not performing at the level we had hoped in her last album. Um, I, I really think that was a great album. I loved what was released. But Top 40 didn't really push as far as they should have. Um, So I get honestly kind of frustrated when I'm like, this is a huge song from a huge movie that I feel very confident is pulling the same analytics in many markets that I am seeing. How can you not be playing it? I was talking to a fellow PD. He's like, I can't play that. I'm like, why? He's like, you know, it's just, you know, it's just not the right sound. I'm like, it's a great sound from one of the biggest movies of 2018. So, you know, it's uh, shallow. I'm very, very excited to see how that develops. Maybe we should stop being surprised. We probably said the same thing with Million Reasons uh, last year when that uh, had a, a slow start and then the Super Bowl helped uh, kick it in. Now a star is born, is carrying this. It seems like we should uh, probably stop uh, doubting Gaga at this point, 10 years into her career. I mean, I think so. <laughs> I think so. You know, I think it's, again, and this isn't me, this is my opinion as, you know, myself as somebody who's part of a very large panel of people who are programmers. But I think for some people, they're looking for instant gratification or the same sound that they heard when Just Dance was released, what, 2008. You know, that's not who she is as an artist. You know, she's constantly growing. And, uh, you know, Bradley Cooper, though, I don't know if we're going to hear from him again, but maybe, maybe. (laughs) All right. I like how you uh, you stick to the to, to the numbers. You stick to what listeners want. Uh, Ali, e- even your son sounds like uh, just get in line with all the other listeners. Not going to influence. Yes. <laughs> all right, uh, Ali. Thank you so much for uh, talking top forty and the ballads on top forty and uh, everything else uh, going on right now. I really appreciate awesome. you taking the time. No problem. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Oh, do you need more? Is there something else you 
Allie Reed on the Billboard Sharpie podcast from Fly 92.3 up in Albany, talking top 40. Uh, next week, we're going to talk more in top 40. Uh, Ariana Grande has two hits, God is a Woman and Breathing, both doing really well at the same time. So we're going to talk to uh, Jagger uh, up in Hartford at uh, Kiss 95.7 in Hartford about, uh, is that too much, Ariana Grande? Sounds like it isn't. Sounds like people want uh, as much as uh, as they can get. So we're going to talk uh, top 40 with uh, Jagger uh, coming up next week. Uh Wrapping up the podcast this week, flashback-wise. So uh, this podcast is posting November 1st, 2018. It was 124 years ago today that Billboard premiered. And no, Trevor, I wasn't here then. No, nah, you would have come around about, what, 120, 119 out? You've, you've seen a lot, Gary. Billboard, 124 years old. Maybe people don't know how far back uh, it goes. Yeah, I think people probably think it would only be maybe as old as sort of the rock and roll era. So, you know, maybe late 40s, early 50s. But before we got in the music business, you know, Billboard is actually around before. When you think of Billboard, I think a lot of people, of course, sometimes when I tell my work at Billboard, they think I work like four billboards like putting there's like so do you put them yeah. up or do you decide what goes on them so i guess in a, in a way that kind of ties into how billboard itself got started but uh, yeah billboard i guess in a way we kind of still are in the advertising business that's how things got started way back in 1894 advertisers circuses and traveling performers used to advertise in billboard when they came to local markets and that was really one of the top forms of advertising so yeah, the original name was uh, Billboard Advertising, and original mission literally spelled out in the first issue of what Billboard was about, uh, quote, a monthly resume of all that is new, bright, and interesting on the boards. So uh, when it premiered, it's eight pages, 10 cents an issue, or 99 cents per year. And if you've never seen, you know, the issues, I mean, they, they're really that old kind of, th- I, I don't even like that parchment paper kind of that you would expect almost like the Declaration of Independence to be written on. Yeah. Very small print, you know, certainly no color, not a whole lot of photos. It's just... Um, it's just jam-packed copy. Yeah, just, I mean, just just, just words on words on words. And this is you know, the really early days of publishing and the, the 1800s. Uh, I look back at some of these early issues. This is, we record the podcast in the Billboard Library, so we've got uh, the issue over there from uh, 1894. And I, I'm more amazed that that was done then than what we do now, just because of all the different tools we have now. It just, you look back that they were able to uh, publish that in a week and get it out to everybody nationally. I just think that's incredible. What else happened in 1894? Coca-Cola was sold in bottles for the first time. We're talking, this is the same year that Milton Hershey establishes the Hershey chocolate company in Pennsylvania. So as long as Hershey's and Coke have been around, so too has billboard. So 1894 was a big year for Coca-Cola and Hershey. I wonder if 1904 or so was was a big year for dentists. Boo! Get him off the mic. Musically, I found one song that I... There were a lot of songs that was researching music in Standard is the right word. It's just so yeah, tra- tradi- ingrained in the fabric. Yeah. Well, it's traditional, but uh, wasn't copyrighted until 1894. I've been working on the railroad from 1894 Billboard's first year. 
So uh, we'll be back next week. We'll see who is number one on the Hot 100. Again, it's been uh, close the last couple weeks with Maroon 5. Maybe Travis Scott can uh, make it to number one next week. It really looks like this uh, Bastille and Marshmallow song is really gaining. Seems like nothing else a contender going forward, if not next week. And for those Ariana Grande fans, don't forget we'll have our friend Jagger on talking all things the state of Ariana at Top 40. And in particular, how both of her Top 40 hits are faring. All right, to wrap things up, actually, Trevor, I think something uh, combines uh, something we'll both like, Red Sox and Drake. I don't think you like the Red Sox, so Drake's going to be the part that you got to I, I like how this is, yeah, this is forced on me. This is, um, okay, all right. Uh, no, uh, Jim and 94.5 in Boston, uh, Maverick, who does Middays, did a whole remix of Drake's nonstop. Red Sox were playing it on their plane ride home after winning the World Series. It's kind of become a viral thing in Boston, so let's close with that. Give it a chance. We the champs doing damage. We the Boston Red Sox. This the team that got the block hot. Yeah, we super hot. Give us our respect. Give me my uh. respect. Look like MJ with my Ben and Tandy catch. Stunting like Joe Kelly in the specs. <laughs> Coming out the bullpen, about to catch wreck. Chris L is the one. He the one. He uh. the one. Then we come with Craig Kimball and you're done, yo. All these teams are whack. Teams white, yo. Yankees in the Astros, we took care of that. Boom. We got LA shook. Shook, shook. We shelling down Kershaw. Get that man the hook. Huh. <laughs> you can't ball with us. Nah. We some born winners. Oh. Mookie light skin, but he's still a hard hitter. Facts. Rock a beat fitting. Hey. Got them all bitter. What? Yo, we taking out the trash, man, and y'all litter. Oh. LA's overrated. Uh. Boston dominated. Yeah. All of y'all hate it. Oh. And we still made it. What? Shout out JB and Zan. Title Town holds it down. We the champions again. I hit Woo. the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. We the champs doing damage. We the Boston Red Sox. I just flipped the switch. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.